That was horrible. <laughs> Go out there and get in the thick of it was not yes. the line. <laughs> that wasn't it. Oh my gosh. The worst. Valiant attempt. Um, Valiant attempt. I think I'm just going to put this at the front of the show like before the intro music and then I'll put at the end of the show will just be a really abrupt cutoff and, and people will then people will just then sentence. Bam. Yeah, bam. That's it. <laughs> that was oh my great. Gosh. You're listening to the NCMU podcast, where we are dedicated to raising up and equipping the next generation of nerd culture missionaries. In episode one, we are joined by Pastor Dustin, who's going to be sharing with us and talking with us about his calling into live streaming and how God is using that to help him teach the Bible to people all over the world. Now, here are your hosts, Mark from Lux Digital Church and Pastor Savage 85. Hello and welcome back to the NCMU podcast. My name is Mark from Lux Digital Church. And I am Alex, also known as Pastor Savage 85. Man, Savage, it's good to be back in the studio today. It and is. To, it is, man, it is. You know, we got our first pilot episode out there. And, and probably at the time of recording this, I and you have listened to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because no one knows that it exists. It's not branded yet. Just the yet. two of us. Yeah, I did hear that we got some branding. I'll, I'll have to send it to you, but there's some purple. It's pretty purple. It's I saw pretty... it. Okay, you did see the purple branding, which yeah. fits in perfect. It complements perfectly the color of our current guest's beard and hair, <laughs> uh, oh, which is yeah. uh, a brilliant pink. Uh, and we're welcoming to the show today, uh, Pastor Deustin. Pastor Deustin, welcome onto the NCMU podcast. We're so glad to have you. Hey, thank you for having me. I affectionately refer to it as Rose Gold. <laughs> oh, okay. I <laughs> yeah, I like that. And that kind of I mean you're you're blonde naturally, correct? Like, right. Yeah. So yeah, if you sprayed your hair, that's 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 really nice. But very iPhone of you. Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 are you are, are you currently on a Mac? Because that would make sense. <laughs> that would uh, make sense. Really yeah. The trifecta. Yeah. yeah, this is the I Dustin, the rose gold version. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Dustin is our very first guest on the NCMU podcast. And if you're listening in, you probably heard in the intro intro. But here at the NCMU podcast, our goal is to help equip and release the next generation of digital missionaries and church leaders, um, and especially those of us who are living in the gaming community, which is absolutely filled to the brim of digital natives and people who are very used to developing digital relationships. And one of the ways that we're doing this is by bringing on some of the biggest influences and names in what we consider to be sort of like the Twitch gaming underground, uh, which is this Christian underbelly that exists on Twitch. Uh, and the more and more people that I've the more that we've seen unity come about between all of these individuals the more I've had people join our community at Lux and say yeah there's like this this weird Christian underbelly on Twitch and underground is a much cooler word than underbelly which is why we use it nerd Christian ministry underbelly uh nope no I don't uh sounds sweaty <laughs> yeah no it's not 
it's not the vibe. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I think your branding would have to be more green, brown, something like that with underbelly. <laughs> yeah, not like, a is it, pretty picture. Like, is it the underside of a snake, or is it, <laughs> or or is it like you're just in a scenario in life where you have enough of a dad bod that you have an underside to your belly, oh. right? Like, oh, don't, oh, don't put us out there, bro. And don't put us. <laughs> Man, I'm working towards it. I try to get on my bike to avoid it, um, you know. Uh, but, but hey, so Deustin, it's such a pleasure. Very first guest we've had on the show. We're going to be talking to Deustin today about his ministry journey and uh, where he is, what he's doing on Twitch, why he's doing what he's doing. And we're also going to be talking a little through some, uh, you know, of APES stuff. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but Deustin, as we get started here, would you just let everybody know a little bit about yourself, a little about who you are, what you're doing on Twitch and, you know, what keeps you busy during the day and things? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, one way that I say it often is, um, if I haven't got to meet you yet, hi, my name is Pastor Deustin. I'm a real pastor who plays Pokemon, Doom, and everything in between, all with the intention of sharing God's love with the gaming world because I believe God loves gamers and so do I. Um, I've been in, man, I've been in pastoral ministry for, uh, we're in our 15th year, my wife and I, and um, I've been doing this, this journey here online in the Twitch and gaming space, trying to reach gamers with the love of God for just uh, past four years of doing that. Uh, it's hard to believe it, it feels like I've been doing it forever and like I just got started. But um, <laughs> like you say, the, there's this whole little underground, uh, you know, scene that, that's been happening of Christians in this space who feel that same call. And so it's it's been really cool. But um, also uh, married uh, 14 years to my lovely lady, Lauren. We have four beautiful kids, uh, two biological, two adopted um, all have amazing stories, incredible kids. Um, I'm here in the great state, uh, great country of Texas, um, called the greatest <laughs> country in America. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, I'm a guy who loves my my sweet tea, my Dr. Pepper, my steak, all those things, all the typical Texas things. And I usually don't look like this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> in those, yeah, I know, in these uh, 15 years of pastoral ministry, this year, is the first one in youth ministry, and uh, you can see the effect it's already had on me. Um, I've been giving our students like incentives to to you know hit missions giving goals and speed the light and all this stuff. And man, every month they've hit it. So I've gotten pied in the face. I've had to eat the most ridiculous, just Carolina Reaper whatever wing things, horrible, um, <laughs> awful. My my lead pastor got in on it and had to preach one Sunday in uh, red fuzzy lobster house shoes. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, That's but, hilarious. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but last <laughs> night uh, I let the students dye my hair and beard, and I gave them a bunch of colors, but it just came out this rose gold. It was too many hands in the hair, and uh, it got messy. So. Oh, there's too. That's the that's worse than having it dyed. To have to say out loud, there were too many hands. Yeah, in the too hair. many hands in the hair. Oh, it was awful. Like I've got a video where they're just all like swarmed around me with gloves, and I could like barely open my eye, and I just saw arms and bodies and goop all over my face. And I was like, oh god. I am too claustrophobic oh, for that. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. dude. Speaking of claustrophobic, <laughs> the the next the one that this guy on my bass player, my bass player is trying to get me to agree to an incentive where if they hit it one month, they get to duct tape me to a red iron beam in our gym. And I'm like, dude, okay, in concept, I'm with you. I'll do anything for missions and Jesus, whatever. 
but I'm very claustrophobic. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. not. Once I'm up there, I'm going to freak out. Oh, yeah. uh, so there may or listen, may not re- be a picture of that one day. Yeah, it's rough for me. Listen, I'm 6'4", pushing 350. It's tough for me to sleep in a sleeping bag without losing my breath a little bit. Uh. <laughs> so like like that, that I don't even want to think about that. Uh, yeah. I, you know, the things that we do for me, all of us, I, I, what I love is that all of us are youth pastors or have been youth pastors. Uh, so I was a youth pastor for full time for six years and then volunteering for a while after that. And and probably the worst thing that happened to me in youth ministry was the time that we, we shot a bunch of announcement videos and we wanted to do them in crazy ways. And so my other buddy who was also on staff there, um, he or I would give announcements and the other person have something terrible happen to them. So like he played chubby bunny with a dozen of raw eggs once, um, or he just <laughs> Just smashed into his mouth which was hilarious <laughs> oh, um God. but for me i just got in a white a, a white v-neck and a pair of jeans and i had to stand there while he gave announcements and someone else shot me with a paintball gun and i got shot like 27 <laughs> times it broke skin all over my body um and it was like yeah that was the that was the worst that was <laughs> that was the worst uh, that takes suffering I, I for think, the gospel to a whole nother level yeah yeah yeah, I, I, we could literally probably sit here and reminisce about, I mean, there's so many things that youth pastors just share in common because you have this common misery amongst you of like <laughs> things that you've had to do or things that you saw happen and you're like, oh my gosh, yep. I'm I'm going to be fired and then go to jail. And, and, <laughs> and it's like, oh no. Uh, so there's like this comment, you're like, okay guys, we don't keep secrets, but this is going to be a secret, okay? Yeah. Like yeah. This is one that is not repeated, all right? Yeah. yeah. When... When Tommy's arm got broke, I was not involved. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, so many things. So I mean, we but th- unfortunately, this isn't. A, let's get some youth pastors together and talk about misery stories <laughs> podcast. Oh, be a freaking great podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What I'd love to do is get a little bit of an idea um, from you, Deuced, in about just like what it is that you're doing on Twitch practically, because I think. Out of all of the people that are out there making content on Twitch that are Christians that are doing this sort of evangelistically, a lot of the content that you're doing is very unique. Um, and then you're also doing that very bivocationally, um, which is also, I, I think, unique in the space. There are people who do it full time, a lot of people who do it bivocationally, but you can usually tell the bivocational person. Uh, from quality of camera and mic settings. And that is not the case with you. And so like your your quality is extremely high in the space, especially for somebody who doesn't do this as like their full-time gig. So I would love for you just to talk through a little bit of uh, what it is that you're doing on Twitch and what your strategy and goals are. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's, it's changed a little bit over time, um, but what I've... The, the place that I've found myself in on Twitch is um, trying to find a, a good balance between um, sharing the gospel, doing Bible studies, digging deep, those kind of things, and also building relationships, having fun, uh, making people laugh, enjoying games together, those kind of things. But the thing that is quite unique to me is that uh, the majority of my content is is more like with scripture on the screen, me walking through it and us doing like Bible studies together and and not just like going through and say, okay, we're going to read this thing in Greek today and y'all can all just sit there and be confused and I can be confused as I try and pronounce things. No, but like working through it and then taking the things that we're reading and, and trying to understand and uh, 
making it digestible for anyone who's coming by, whether it's a believer or just, uh, you know, a gamer who sees like, what, there's a pastor doing a Bible study? Well, what the heck? And then they come in and they see, wait, this looks kind of like a Twitch stream. It's, you know, very colorful, RGB, camera looks good, whatever, he sounds good, but he's got the Bible up, he's got pink eyebrows, what the heck? You know, and if they came today, <laughs> they saw the pink eyebrows, <laughs> which apparently is going to be like this for two weeks. It's driving me crazy. Um, I scrubbed and scrubbed, man, it's not coming out. Um, a razor can solve that. I can, that we can get rid of it true. today. Hey, that's that's next month's challenge. That's next month's goal. Oh. <laughs> Be better than the duct tape, but oh, I don't yeah. know, man. Um, so uh, yeah, like I do a lot of those those kind of uh, Bible studies, and I try to um, engage a lot with chat and and just because the way I uh, view a live stream is just as a an interactive YouTube video. So I try to make it as high quality as I can or whatever, but I'm like engaging with people in real time. And as we're walking through stuff, we're walking through the text and I'm I'm just learning myself. Uh, a lot of the times I'm doing my own study. Like right now I do a show in the mornings called Pastor's Office where I, I literally just say, I'm just bringing you in on my own reading and study and prayer time. And we'll chase the rabbits I want to chase. And when you got rabbits that come up, when you have questions and thoughts and whatever, we'll chase your rabbits too. And we do. And we may get way off track and we're... We're going, you know, through the scripture and trying to figure out uh, truth. And I'm just in the moment explaining things in a way that people can understand, um, regardless of where you're coming from. So that that's kind of the uh, the gist of what I'm trying to do. Um, and I know it's unique. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but man, you'd be shocked. So many people are, are hungry for it. They want to know. And even if they don't agree... They, they want to hear what I have to say. They want to hear, okay, well, why do y'all believe this? Why do you think this? Okay, but I on you know I, I did a, a Google search on contradictions in the Bible, and I saw this. So what do you have to say about that, Mr. Pastor? Well, let's pull that up. Let's look at it in context and blah, blah, blah. And so we walk through that. And I'm not you know trying to shove something down someone's throat because, like I say a lot, if you shove something down someone's throat, they're going to spit it back in your face, regardless of what we're talking yep. about. So I'm not doing that. I'm sharing the truth in love. I say, you might not agree with me. That's okay. I'm still going to love you. I'm glad you're here. And hey, let's let's seek truth together. That's a, a phrase I use so often on here is, hey, we're seeking truth. I believe that that truth is found in the words of Scripture and the person of Christ. And I'm going to share that hope that I have with you. You might not agree with me. That's okay. I'm not here to convince you. I'm here to share the gospel and to love you. That's my job. <laughs> that's my job as a Christian. Um, great commandment, great commission. So that's what we do. Um, and then uh, afternoons, I just, when, I, when I'm able to, because as you mentioned, it is very bivocational. Um, uh, but in the afternoons, when I'm able to, in my schedule and ministry and life or whatever allows me to, I just kind of hang out, play games. Um, and um, I play a lot of retro stuff. I don't know if you can see it on the camera behind me, but I got a lot of, uh, like, like a 64, Super Nintendo, Genesis, NES. Uh, also got a PS5 over there and a Switch and play a lot of different things, but um, that's more of just a time to kind of chill out, relax, and again, focus on the relationships and the fun. Uh, so that's kind of how I do it. And um, man, it's it, like I said, it's changed a lot over the four years, but that's kind of the the place that I find myself is is really leaning into that, that teaching kind of side of things, uh, side of things and, and using the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given me to try and communicate his truth in a way that my fellow gamers can understand and appreciate. I love that. I love that. And something that I think that what initially attracted me to your channel was the fact that you were doing it, but just like you said, you were doing it at a high quality. I feel like the, and it, I remember the, one of the first times I saw one of the streams, your air conditioning unit had gone out. 
and you were in the <laughs> attic of the house sweating, oh, yeah. sweating it out. And it just became something where I thought to myself, I, all the excuses that I make for presenting the gospel in this space or, or bringing Jesus into this space. And here we have Pastor Deuston, who is sweating, sweating <laughs> on stream. And he's just so casually going through scripture. And, and you have such a grace with how you do it because you have the ability to sound like you know what you're talking about without sounding pompous. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Which I feel mm. is a big struggle sometimes with early on any of the Christian streamers that you saw early on before the pandemic, you'd hear about people that would be very condescending or would be very combative or, or would really want to, to, to drive the hell out of you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it right. was just such a lack of love of the love of Christ. And, and that's not what you get when you watch your streams or when you participate in the community, it's very, it's very gracious. It's very, Hey, we're all on the same level, on the same journey, and we're walking this thing out together. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, hey, those are some of the fruits of the spirit, right? <laughs> Love, joy, Amen. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. And and we should exhibit that. I mean, a a, a mean Christian should be an oxymoron. <laughs> you know, a harsh Christian <laughs> that should not be a thing. That that shouldn't make sense. Um, we should be gentle. We should be loving. We should be kind. We should be patient with people yeah. and and just walk, show grace. You know. Um, and I heard, uh, I was listening to, uh, uh, one of Craig Rochelle's leadership podcasts just a few days ago. And he said something and I, I, I can't think of the way that he worded it because, you know, he's always got it. He says it just perfectly. Um, but essentially that, uh, some of the most, uh, intelligent people are good at, um, uh, communicating truth in a way where, uh, they don't come across, across as intelligent, but they make you feel intelligent. Um, and mm, so that's what that's I'm trying good. to do is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, man, it really it hit me to to make sure that people are growing, that they're understanding that whatever level they're at, they're getting something out of it that they can take away, that they can walk away with in their own spiritual life, their walk with Christ, their faith journey, and they can be a little bit closer to Christ. So that's what I'm trying so to good. do. There's there's probably like five rabbits in in that beginning. <laughs> like there's all these strands yeah. that yep. I would really love to chase. This idea of an interactive YouTube video is really, really powerful. Uh, I think especially for uh, not for not for who this podcast is even for. Right. So this podcast is predominantly for people who do understand this space and really are trying to figure out if they're called into gaming ministry and live streaming. Um, but for the the pastor at home who really has no basis or understanding of a live stream or Twitch, when you say, have you gone and visited a stream? And they're like, yeah, I do that on Netflix. Um, like th th that's their basis understanding of the word. Right. An interactive YouTube video is such an easy thing to be able to say and to be able to communicate, which really gets me into what I, what I, what I would like to ask about because the vast majority of people who are considering getting into this space are probably have a physical church that they're a part of that likely does not understand what they're talking about. Um, and they, they may not feel, you know, a big part of NCMU and the Megazord summit that we did at NCMS that we're doing is to let content creators, streamers, people who are in this space, digital missionaries know that there actually are churches out there that will invest thousands of dollars into them because they do believe in what they're doing and they do see it as valuable. And we really wanted to communicate to people that the church actually does. Maybe your church doesn't understand, but the church does and they value what you're doing. So can you talk a little bit, because as a full-time pastor, as your day job, and then you're also streaming, does your church 
really understand or wrap their mind around what it is that you're doing? Are they supportive of it? And how have you, if, if they are, how have you really communicated the importance of what you're doing and how you're doing it to either your staff or your church family at large? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm a, a youth pastor and an associate pastor here at a small church in East Texas. We run about, you know, 125 or something on a, a weekend. Um, not a big church, not, not a church with a, a full, you know, huge staff and all these resources and whatever. So it, just picture, you know, not a very big church. But um, I stream here from my church. Like this is at my church office. I don't stream from home. So my, my streams have to be very like intentional about when I can do it. It's not just when, oh, I have some free time, going to jump on a stream. I'd have to drive back up to the church. Um, so like I, I took one of the back rooms here at the church, uh, that was just, it was a Sunday school room for years and years. And then it was storage for a few more years and, uh, said, you know what, I'm going to take that room, transform it, uh, into a church studio. Um, had to do that because of those days in the attic where it was literally not joking, 137 <laughs> degrees in that attic. I know that because I took a meat thermometer in the room. It's 137 oh degrees in that gosh. attic in Texas. That's with a bunch of insulation. I was dying. And right in the middle of, I'd be in a stream, like, you know, teaching the Bible, whatever, and wasps, big red Texas wasps come flying down out of me. I'd be like, you know, in this gentle mode, and then all of a sudden go into attack mode, pull off my, like, <laughs> Nike flip-flop, and I'm swatting flies or wasps and stuff. It was crazy. There's still clips on my channel of those moments. But, um... So I was like, you know what? Okay, enough of that. AC's out at home in the attic. I'm going up to the church. And so I transformed this space uh, into a room that the people in my church, uh, again, kind of a smaller church, a lot of older people. It's an older congregation. Um, and most of them don't understand at all what I'm doing, uh, but they are very impressed by it. <laughs> they love coming in here, looking at, at things and checking it all out and just saying, man, I love what you've done back here. This is so cool. This is so unique. I get the question all the time. So so tell me about it again. What what exactly are you doing? How does this gaming ministry stream thing, what are you, what are you doing? And so what I've done over the years is uh, in all of those kind of conversations and anytime I have an, a natural opportunity um, to kind of cast the vision, what I do is I focus on the wins. Um, I communicate the wins to my church because they they might not understand a live stream, bit rate, camera, video game, whatever, but they understand, hey, this person in this country had this situation and now they know Christ. Um, so there was good. this person that we prayed for that we were able to help that we did something called the blessing bank and we were able to tangibly, physically, financially help someone who was in need on the other side of the world through video games, through a stream. They get that kind of stuff. They can understand the win. So I share stories. I talk about people. I talk about the the interactions that we've had with people online. And so while they might not understand all the details and specifics, they understand that, hey, this is effective. God is up to something. We want to support it. How can we help? You can pray. We can, and like we go through those kind of conversations, but they're excited about it because they see that something is happening. I absolutely love that. It actually, it resonates so strongly with me because my good friend, Jason Poling, who leads uh, Cornerstone Church of Huba City in California, uh, a small church, older church, hundred some people, and he started a virtual reality campus. And it was the stories of life change and people coming to Jesus in VR that caused his shut-ins who couldn't get to church anymore. They all bought VR headsets and became hosts and things wow. in their VR campus. And, and, 
now they hold like a conference every year where people from all across the globe from their VR church fly into California to their physical church and actually get to be part of the entire church family at the same time, which is really cool and really powerful. But he did it in the same exact way, right? He just put a headset on and started preaching his Sunday message an hour or so later in VR from his office. And that started changing lives. And as he started engaging with people and talking about Jesus and talking about the word of God, which I love what you do in this really non-threatening way that you have this, it is distinctly a study, right? It is, it is, it is not masked in any way, right? There, mm-hmm. We'll talk to some other people, like I think Jate from Jate Live does a Bible discussion that is inherently very different than what you do right? Um, in, in like this almost like, hey, I have been a pastor for 15 years and I want to learn something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. we're, we're, you know, it's not shallow in any way, but it is very authentic to the spiritual pilgrim that does oftentimes find themselves on Twitch that has this very sort of meshed together version of who God is where they've sort of picked their favorite parts of 10 different religions and pasted together their own personal deity, their own right. personal deity. Right. Um, you have a way of engaging in that community in a way that feels very authentic. And I think is, is really quite, is very, very powerful and, and something honestly I can't do right. I get heated too quick. I mm. I'm okay with preaching, but this, very interactive YouTube video style of Bible study and growth that you do um, is well outside of my wheelhouse. Um, and and so I'm, I just have the utmost respect for it. What I want to get into, and one of the things that we're doing with the show is each person that we're interviewing, we're kind of asking like, how did you receive a calling or a push into it? Because I do know that there are literally dozens or hundreds of people who are probably watching you who are feeling like, am I called to do this? Like, is this what I should be doing with my life? Maybe I should be doing streaming ministry. But like me, in my process of calling, it was hard to determine if that was genuinely Jesus that was pushing me towards it, or if that was Mark, who just loves gaming and would like to do it more. Right. <laughs> like, and, uh, and that process of discernment took me months of walking and talking with the Lord to figure out that this wasn't me, this was Jesus. And so, our, you know, I would love to hear about your story of really getting called and pulled into this space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like I said, I've been in pastoral ministry here at my local church for 15 years now, but I've been doing this for just a little over four. Uh, our, my first stream was in February of 20, uh, 2019. And, um, it was terrible stream. It was, uh, <laughs> streamed to, I, I remember the stats. I was just on a laptop with the built-in webcam and mic in my bedroom at the house. I played doom two. I had six people who came by only two of them spoke and both of them were trolls. And I was like, all right, welcome to Twitch. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but before that ever happened, uh, I, I wasn't, aware of Twitch. I have been a gamer my whole life since, you know, grew up with NES, uh, learned to beat the original Super Mario Brothers with the controller upside down in my hand because I couldn't read, you know, yet. And I I played it that way as a three-year-old. So I've been gaming my whole life, but, uh, and I I vaguely knew of Twitch. I knew of Justin TV. I knew of Twitch, but I had never, you know, logged on. I didn't have an account. I didn't know anything about him. And uh, it was my wife of all people who, if you know anything about my wife, she comes from a little East Texas town of about a thousand people with one stoplight or two gas stations now. 
Um, and, you know, just nothing there. Didn't have internet until she was a junior in high school. And even then it was a, a dial-up modem, which she thought was amazing. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, didn't have texting until she was in college. No, uh, you know, access to, to the internet or interest in technology or anything like that. It, to this point in her life, she has played three video games. That's the original Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and Doom Eternal, because I made her do it once, and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was a hilarious stream. Um, but one day in, uh, it was either late 2018 or early, early, early 2019, she, who has no you know interest in technology or gaming, said, is there some way that you could like combine your love of you know the gospel and Bible study and sharing this and, and all that kind of stuff? with gaming and technology and said, no, I don't think so, <laughs> but that'd be <laughs> nope. really cool. Let me, yeah, I know it didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, I don't know. I don't think so, but that'd be really neat. So I started kind of chewing on that question. I was like, if there is, I'll, I'll look into it. Cause that would be a really, really unique opportunity. And so, um, started thinking about it and chewing on it. And then I was like, wait, Twitch, that's a, a live streaming gaming platform. What if I used that to communicate with my fellow people, gamers, <laughs> speak the same language, but go be a light in a very dark culture? Um, so I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, this sounds like a really good idea to me, but is this a God idea? And that's the question that, like you were saying, so many, so many people are trying to wrestle through and figure out, is this me or is this God? This is a cool idea and opportunity, but... I don't want it if it's not God's plan or will. So how do I discern that? So what I did is, um, first off, I prayed. I, I pray about every major decision as, as we should. Just we want to be led by the Spirit. We want to walk in, in His will and plan a purpose for our life, not our own. But so I was praying about it. And um, while I'm praying, uh, I went and talked to my, my pastor here at my church, who he's been the lead pastor the entire time I've been here. So he's known me for, you know, 10, 11 years or whatever at that point and um, knows me very well, and I explained everything to him, said, hey, here's uh, an opportunity to potentially reach people that I would never uh, have access to with the gospel to try and be a light in a dark place and all that. And again, he's kind of, you know, with it's like with one eye, he's given me the deer in the headlights, doesn't understand what I'm talking about. And the other, he's very excited. And he's like, I, I don't understand this, but this sounds amazing. I think you would do very well in this. I think your uh, gifts, talents, abilities, personality, those kind of things, I think it would fit what you're describing. And um, said, you have my support. Go for it. I think you would do well. I said, okay, well, that's that's a pretty good answer for me. Um, as I was praying, I, I never felt any kind of like, uh, you know, roadblock, red light, uh, check in my spirit, nothing like that. It was just, it was very green, very clear. And said, okay, I'm going to take a step of faith here because this is kind of scary. <laughs> and uh, uh, a lot of unknowns, didn't really know what to expect. That's why I was describing that first stream, ran into tr two trolls, and I was like, oh boy, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, bought just uh, some basic equipment that took me a year's worth of streaming to pay off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we we went with it and it's been amazing to see what God has done. But that was that was my process. I spent time in prayer um, and I talked to my lead pastor and uh, he, he recognized that call. He agreed. And he said, you got my support, go for it, man. And he, he's still behind me a hundred percent. Um, it's funny, uh, 
at one point, whenever I first started streaming from the church, I was actually in my original office, which is up at the beginning or at the front of the church, which is right next door to his. And uh, there's a lot of times he would need to go through my office because it was the way to get to like the copier machine. One time he was so nervous about being on camera um, that he would often he would knock or whatever. But one time he just really needed to get in there, didn't knock. And I hear the door open and kind of tell someone's in there. And I look back and he's on all fours, hands and knees, crawling on the floor behind me. And I was like, Pastor, they could see you, by the way. That's freaking commitment, bro. Oh, Just dude. He needed that copy right away, but didn't want to be on camera. So it was it was amazing. Um, Kudos yeah, to your so passion, though. Kudos yeah, to him because there, there are so many what? people who, who hear about this and hear about the space and they they – because it's unknown, they're afraid of it, and they'll doubt mm -hmm. it, and they'll question it, and they'll tear it down. But man, right. it's always it's always encouraging to see when pastors are not afraid of failure, are not afraid of attempting new things or trying something. See whatever whatever it takes. We always love to say that whatever it takes to reach people with the gospel, and then we get so afraid of what that means of getting out of the boat. Right, because mm. it's different. We've never done that before. What you know? I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Well, man, some of the stuff just in of your calling and your story of being called is so incredibly powerful. And what I love is the unity that I've seen in the space through the spirit of God as it's moved in multiple people's lives. Because similar to you, I married a woman who was a cheerleader and, uh, you know, sort of preppy and didn't play games. Mario Kart was her limit had no interest in online worlds, had no interest in building and making online friends, zero interest in any of that. And I came to her with the idea of the church. And the first confirmation that God was leading me into this was that she said, I think this is what God's telling us to do. Wow. Um, and I'm in it with you. Right. And then, and then when I went to my pastor of 10 years, I laid all of this stuff out on a whiteboard of what I felt like God was leading me towards. And he said, I don't understand it but I think that you should do it. This is what God is telling you to do. And so like, it's like, man, those mimic. And then we literally started our church based out of Matthew chapter five, a light on a hill cannot be hidden. And you're a light for a dark world or vision statement at Lux is literally a light for every dark place. And Lux is the Latin word for light. <laughs> and to hear there's so many similarities in your story of calling into the space and our story of calling into the space I think a lot of people, but there, there are people who would see that as a threat. What I see that as confirmation, right? The the spirit of God always speaks in a spirit of unity, never a spirit of division, at least in my yeah. experience. And oh, so yeah. when I see people's stories mimicking our story, what I say is like, oh my gosh, we're on the right track, right? There's somebody who's come before us, and in your case, two years before us, who was hearing the Holy Spirit speak the same things through the same scriptures and Listen, if you guys are listening to this and you have not read Mark Batterson's book, Whisper, about listening to the various voices of God, it's an incredibly powerful book. And one of the voices he talks about is God speaking through other people. And uh, and really, Deustin's story here is that God spoke very clearly through wife and pastor, people who didn't understand the space, had no real great comprehension of it, but still spoke this into you. Yeah. And what just so incredibly powerful to hear that. So if you're listening in and you're like, I don't know if God's calling me into this or not. Um, like talk to people who have no understanding of it, maybe, yeah. but who love you and know your heart and know you deeply and, and see how that lands with them. Um, cause that can go a long way in helping you determine if this is really what God is leading you to do, or if this is, you know, just another opportunity for you to play video games. Um, 
and I'm sure Deuce and you would be Deuce and Savage. You guys could both speak to this. As it turns out, streaming is nothing like playing video games. I play video <laughs> games to escape streaming. Yeah, uh, as it turns out, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're getting into streaming and content creation because you want to play more video games, let me just let you know you actually play way less video games. Way less. Uh, you better fall in love with editing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and people interrupting your gaming to mess with you and make you play other games that you don't want to play and do terrible things to you. Yeah, yeah. Guilty. I'm just guilty. I'm just waiting for like you know. I was what I'm waiting for the about, savage. I was waiting for the way to, to, to insert Subnautica in there somehow. Yeah, stupid Subnautica. I'm deathly afraid of the ocean, and my community loves to make me play a game where you're stranded on a planet that is only ocean, full of giant alien demon fish. And they just love to watch me have panic attacks on stream. It's I'm like, I'm trying to love y'all with the love of Christ. Leave me alone. Let me play <laughs> Final Fantasy VI or Zelda or something. Stop making me play this stupid game. Spe <laughs> speaking of, Friday is a big day. Are you, yes. uh, are, 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 are you going to be diving into Tears of the Kingdom on Friday? I am. I am deviating from my normal schedule. We're starting with our pastor's office, Bible study and prayer stream and all that. But instead of taking the three-hour break between streams, I said, I'm going to heat up something quick in the microwave, chow down on stream then we're playing tears of the kingdom till five o'clock so yeah i'm i'm ready pre-ordered preloaded ready to go absolutely love it i love it well i have to pick up my we're we're lux is doing their first international missions trip this july and i'm taking a team to uganda with me and uh i'm trying to save tears of the kingdom for uganda but i suspect no. that by friday as i watch folks like you playing it I will be at Target buying it. 100%. The FOMO is real. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, we like to close out the show. Uh, when I say we like, it's the first time we've done it with a guest. So <laughs> we will like to um, close out the show with giving you a chance to tell your 2019 self something that your 2019 self didn't know but you know now about this space. Um, listen, there are going to be a lot of people who come up who feel the calling into this and they want to get into it. And there's going to be more people than you or Susie or me or Savage or whomever is in the space has time to actually give yourself to, right? You're not going to mm -hmm. be able to sit down with everyone and coach them and do all this stuff. So we want to multiply to the best of our ability. We want to multiply your experience and your wisdom by putting it out there so that anybody who's thinking about it can tap into it. So what is the thing that you would say to either someone starting out or you in 2019 getting started that you wish you would have known or done differently? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, so each of these things I could talk about at length, but I'm just going to give you the, the highlights real quick. Um, I'd say four things that I would uh, love to go back and tell myself that I just figured out the hard way. One is um, understand your value. Understand the value that you bring that's unique to you, that you can um, uniquely help and impact people. And that's going to vary from from person to person. But know your value. Know what why someone should watch your content over someone else's. What is the value that you bring? Two is... Um, plan out and understand your your content delivery strategy like what what is what am i actually trying to do and produce what am i here to say how am i going to get it out there how am i going to to do that cuz a lot of times we just jump on and we say okay i'm just going to turn on the camera and hey play play doom 2 and have those six people come by and that's about it and you know what you've created well a couple of hours of you playing doom 2 and getting harassed that's it um but 
Whenever you go in with a plan, something that you're creating that day, a reason for people to watch, you know your value and you know how you're going to get out there, you're already several steps ahead of the game. People that have been doing this for a long time who are still trying to figure that out. Um, three would be uh, your, uh, if, and this is kind of a, um, you know, doesn't apply to everybody, but your business model, like how how is this going to integrate into my life? Is this something that I'm trying to produce income from? Is this something that's going to sustain itself? Or is this something I'm just doing on the side? Um, think through those things, work through that uh, before you get into it. Um, it'll help you a lot. Uh, and then the last one, and maybe the biggest and and also the simplest is learn to ignore the noise. <laughs> Because, oh mm. my goodness, you will have so much noise. You will have people all over the place who disagree with you on this, who think you're wrong about that, who think you should do this, you should try that. Why don't you do it like this? Uh, you have to to learn to ignore the noise. Um, value criticism, like it's, it's not a bad thing intrinsically, inherently, but um, it can be constructive. It can be helpful if it's coming from a place of love, but a lot of it's just noise. And if you, uh, like Winston Churchill said once, if you stop and, you know, throw a, a rock at every dog that barks, you're never going to get where you're going. Um, so you got to learn to keep moving forward, ignore the noise, know what God has called you to do and go do it. So mm. good. Well, that's just powerful leadership and pastoral advice as well, to be honest with you. It's yeah. like, it's just, it's good advice for that world. And it's really interesting because in this, in this digital space that you have stepped into, um, in some ways, right, it sort of is amplified your voice, right? If you were the yeah. pastor of a pastor at a hundred member church in Texas, mm -hmm. um, the amount of noise that you would receive back in terms of criticism or disagreement would probably be pretty limited right. but because of the nature of the internet and the nature of being across a keyboard and the internet from people, um, it invites more opportunity for you, you know, you feeling like, listen, guys, I'm not, I, I would be sitting here thinking like, I, I'm not a big name or anything like oh, go complain to Craig Rochelle about right. his content. Like, isn't that why <laughs> right. he's, he's the famous one. I'm just a guy with a camera here, but because of you're the one broadcasting, mm -hmm. I think it's a really good thing to keep in mind as anybody who's getting into this space. Like you have to walk into it kind of prepared for that because it's, yep the nature of online space amplifies that in a really, I mean, a cool way, right? It gives yeah. you this in, like instantaneous platform because you're the one with the camera. Mm -hmm. um, but it also amplifies it and, and you need just learning how to handle that is really important. And if you handle it poorly, it will drive people off yeah, um, rather than drawing people in. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, thick Savage, skin soft anything? Heart. Yeah, that's thick, it. Thick skin and soft heart. You know, absolutely. Because at the end absolutely. of the day, it's not that we're wanting to be right or anything. It's just there's a time and a place for it all. And there's always going to be somebody who's not happy, who thinks things should be done a certain way. And it's not always going to be that way. It's not always going to be like that. So it's just going about it with a thick skin and soft heart. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of the uh, NCMU Nerd Culture Ministry Underground, not Underbelly podcast. Uh, we thank you, Pastor Deustin, and your pink hair, beard, mustache, and eyebrows for uh, for joining us for this one. Savage, of course. Thanks for being here with me, my friend. So yeah. for me, for Savage, for Deustin, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, go go out there and, and and get into the thick of it. Uh, man, I said I was going to come up with a tagline for next week. That was not it. Go out there and get in the thick of it.
Thanks for listening to the NCMU podcast, and we would love to connect to you. Listen, there are links in the description of this episode to the people that were on the show, to the organizations and the networks and the movements that we are connected to here at the NCMU. You can grab that link to register for the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit November in Marble Falls, Texas this year, 2023. We'd love to see you there, and we would love 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 to hear from you until we find out where we're going to send everybody in terms of a discord please feel free to email me at mark at luxdigitalchurch.com we'd love to hear about what you're doing and if you'd like to be on the show email me tell me about what you're doing tell us your story we'd love to chat with you and get a chance to meet with you and we'll see you next episode Thank you.